Sunday with Miriam on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by BlackRock Health, providing patients with world-class clinical care and comfort, enabling swifter recoveries. Well, it's often said that time waits for no man and that none of us are getting any younger. And on Wednesday next, a new documentary on T.G. Cahar, Mary Kennedy, Fod Sale will tackle the wide range of impacts the ageing process has on women in Ireland, from dealing with an empty nest to concerns about mental and physical health to ageism in the workplace. Presented by Mary, the programme examines how we can all live for as long as we can, as healthily as we can. And it also features Professor so Roseanne Kenny, the founder and chief researcher of the Tilda study, the pioneering research project on ageing in Ireland. And both Mary and Professor Roseanne Kenny join me now. Good morning to you both. Hi, Mary. Hi, Roseanne. Good morning, Mary. Hello, Mary. Good morning, Roseanne. Hi. Mary, I'll start with you. Listen, you don't seem to me to be the kind of person who dreads ageing. You always strike me as someone who embraces it. Well, do you know, you're right, because I do feel... Um, that uh, it's a gift to be ageing because the alternative is pretty stark. You must have died young and that's just horrible to contemplate. Already at my age of 68, I am nine years, I have lived nine years longer than my father did. He died at 59. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I was born in 1954, the life expectancy for women was 66 so wow. I'm already on a on a winner, but I do. I feel that um, this is the next stage, and I I feel that we as people are an accumulation of all of the ages that we have lived. <clears throat> the wonder of childhood, the curiosity of you know adolescence, when we're making a home, forging a career, cementing our middle age, and now this is another stage which really should be celebrated. And the lovely thing about this programme is that there is so much information coming to us from professionals like Professor Roseanne Kenny about how we can make the most of of our health and our well-being. And um, I I know that uh, Roseanne has so many wonderful statistics, but the bottom line is that what I learned from talking to her was that with uh, attention and enjoyment of life, you can actually add seven years to your life expectancy. That's not bad. Which is amazing. Tell us about that, Roseanne. Well, um, it's it's something that's been known for a number of decades, but it's really been a, a come to the fore latterly that... Uh, curiosity and variety and your friendships and social engagement, you know, the everyday fun things actually are very good for health and reduce inflammation in our systems. And, you know, chronic inflammation is what triggers all of the diseases we dread as as we get older. So Mary is right that uh, those sort of fun things are important for health. And then, therefore, as an individual, I think it's important to try and work towards having all of those in your life. Now, someone like, I suspect you, Miriam, certainly myself, who's working very hard, it's really also difficult to focus on continuing friendship or reinvigorating friendships, etc. Yet it's terribly important and they will sustain you into a longer, healthier life. And the interesting thing is, Roseanne, isn't it, which I think people listening will find important is, you can change at any stage. Like if someone's listening this morning and they're 
80s or 90s, mm. right? And they feel maybe quite alone. I mean, you always say you can change and make a huge improvement to your longevity. Which is hugely important. So no question, the younger we start with all of these factors, the better. You know, everything we know about diet, health, physical activity, and what we're talking about engagement now. But, but no matter what age we start at, it has a positive benefit on our inflammatory system and the ageing process. There have been studies done on patients, people in nursing homes and shown that you can change beneficially their biological ageing by introducing different elements of stimulation and also stimulation in the diet, like variety in diets. But you think 30s, starting your 30s. Yeah. I wish I, I, if I could tell you how many texts I've had from people saying, oh, I got a 50 year old colleagues. I got a copy of your book from my mother or my father, 30 year old students saying the same thing. And I'm thinking, I hope you read it yourself, <laughs> because I wish I knew 30 years ago. What I knew, what I know now, you know, it would make such a difference. And I'm going to get that from you in a moment, just the details of what we can all do. But what is biological ageing? So there's two types of ageing. There's chronological age, which is the number of candles on our on our birthday cake. And then biological age is actually our true age. What's happening at a cell level, what Mary was talking about, the additional seven years through mm. friendship and uh, variety, etc. That's our biological aging. We can measure that. There are actually clocks, epigenetic clocks, which measure biological aging. And Mary, I know you found this documentary fascinating to make oh, and it's yes. actually a brilliant documentary. Did you find out lots of things that were of importance to you going through it? Like you even did tests yourself, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yes. And can I just say, um, it was lovely listening to Roseanne talking about the importance of friendship. And we do acknowledge that as people get um, into their 80s and 90s, a lot of their peers and friends have died so the importance of, I suppose, community, being aware of neighbours, which I think we're very good at, at this in this country. And one of the organisations actually that we, we met with during the making of the documentary was the Alone organisation. Oh my goodness, they do wonderful work uh, caring for people and just giving them a, a sense of belonging. And the, the two people we interviewed who are living in the um, Willie Birmingham place are absolutely thriving, loving life. Laughter is kind of their their medicine. So uh, that's one of the things that has really struck a chord with me. Um, the other thing is the, the differences that the tests I did. Um, I, I was very surprised. It did quite well. There are very simple things we can do. Um, one of the ones that I have now adopted into my routine, my daily routine, is to stand on one foot while brushing your teeth. It's wonderful for balance. Now, how simple is that, honestly? Um, and all of the, the, the kind of the... the the exercise, the diet, I learned a lot about, you know, the, the importance of protein and uh, a varied diet, the colourful plate, um, as Roseanne refers to it. Um, but also, I suppose um, I'm lucky in that I always was interested in sport and athletics. So therefore, that has stood to me. And that's really the, the message that Roseanne would love um, and also that I would love to portray that the, the earlier you start, uh, the, the, the better it is. Another person we interviewed was Professor Moira O'Brien from the Irish Osteoporosis Society. And she also says exactly the same. You start looking after your bone health in your 30s. Mm. Your parents kind of look after it when you're small. And 
uh, then it's up to you. But the other point she made also um, in line with Roseanne is it's never too late to start. You can actually improve your bone health if you become aware of it, um, you know, really much later in life. So those they're, they're very basic things. They're, they're important things. They can um, be part of uh, accumulated in, assimilated into our lives very easily. But, you know, life is lovely. Life is for living. And if you can live a, a healthy and a fun and a loving life, uh, why not go for it? And I hope that that's the message that comes through um, when people watch this documentary on Wednesday. And it definitely does powerfully. Yeah. Um, on diet, Roseanne, yeah. the microbiome. And also, <laughs> before we went on air, <laughs> tell my listeners your big tip. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if I should say it oh, as graphically as we discussed. Well, make sure you plop. So the 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 you, you your stools should sink. If the stools sink, that means you're you're getting probably sufficient, but most likely sufficient fibre in the diet. If your stools float, then there's too much fat in the stool. Now I don't know if we should go into that. No, much that's more. Fine. But but I mean that's all the message is. And then what is and and we're familiar with foods that are high in fibre because this has been in the ether for a long period of time. Mm. And we kind of it slips, you know. So so high fibre vegetables, fruits, etc., um, whole wheel pasta, it's, you know, grains, all very, very good. And the microbiome is a bacteria and it also viruses and fungi, but a bacteria predominantly sits in the gut. There are trillions of them and they're important for us. They're in the, la- they're in the large gut mainly. So that's why you need the fibre to carry the food right down to the large bowel. And what they do is they take the nutrients and energy from food, convert it into chemicals. The group in Cork are doing wonderful work on this in UCC and they have found that those chemicals are good for mood. Right. They're good for energy good for infection, the immune system and we started the conversation about inflammation and also for allergies and asthma. So so we need this this system, we need these bacteria stimulated. That's what the fibre does. So be a plopper. <laughs> <laughs> Mary, did you change anything in your life after you made this? I mean, quite apart from the well, tests I- you did, but did you change Well, I became aware. I do stand on one leg when I'm uh, washing my teeth. (laughs) And the next next stage of that is to do it with your eyes closed, Miriam, because that's a whole new ball game. Um, I suppose uh, I'm just um, conscious and grateful. Um, I haven't got... We we did interview one person, uh, a lovely woman um, who has the same name as me, Maureen Hineda. She is living in West Kerry and she has made plans insofar as she has filled out um, an information pack with her wishes for um, for end of life. And that was quite stark. I found that interview, you know, very, um, very difficult because mm. uh, she's so practical about it. Mm. She uh, does not want to die without having control over over this and it made me feel about uh, made me really relish 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 every moment i i don't want not to be here mm. but i know that we do not have a choice i want sometimes i look at my little grandchildren and i say i want to be here for your 21st mm-hmm. i won't be here for your your graduation some of them and uh, weddings but um that's an acceptance but I, I feel that what I have done as a result of this program is uh, 
lived my life as if I am going to be here forever and I want to be here forever. So it's it's about um, embracing life and the, the whole process of aging. I feel that we have, as older people, have so much to offer society and um, our friends and our families and our loved ones. And it's actually quite emotional because, um, you know, it, it's about us as people and how we are going forward in this very precious stage of life, I feel. Really interesting, Mary. <clears throat> Roseanne, the standing on one leg washing your teeth before everybody in Ireland gets up on to wash their teeth I on hope one they leg. Do. Why are they why do that, Roseanne? What is the point in doing that? I'm thinking of them closing their eyes and yeah. missing their mouth. <laughs> Oh why? yeah, very, why? very good. Mir- Miriam, you and anybody listening yeah. will know that the, a, a person was brilliant until they had the fall and then the next uh-huh. fall and uh-huh. fall. It's it, After a certain age, it's really difficult to get back to your previous level of independence and functional ability with falls. So where possible, we try to avo- avoid falls. That's really important. Balance is the key to that. As we get older, we lose, you know, the balance centre isn't as good Mm. as it was. So we rely more on our visual centre. We also lose little receptors, the sensitivity of little receptors in the joints, in the ankle and foot, etc. So improving your balance as much as possible is terribly important. And you should be able to stand on one leg for 30 seconds unsupported. Okay. And we had great fun with Mary. Mary did. (laughs) You did really well, Mary. But (laughs) anyway, and then... Close my eyes. No, I know. None of us are. <laughs> and then eyes closed for at least 10. But the good thing is, no matter what age you are or how disabled you are listening to this, you can improve it by practising as, as, as Mary is doing. Because so, the amazing thing, Roseanne, is you say we can control an incredible 80% of the mm. ageing process. Mm. It really? is true. So everybody assumes it's my genes. We were talking yeah. earlier on about your, your the great age in your own family. Actually, genes are 20 maybe 30%. The rest we control. The rest we control by what we're talking about now, Mm -hmm. how we improve our quality of life and our lifestyle behaviours. And just touching on quality of life, because Mary's raised so many important issues there. Life gets better as we get older. Our quality of life and happiness Mm -hmm. improves. It's at 84, on average, in Ireland, our quality of life is the same as it was at 54. So it gets better. It peaks. It peaks in our late 70s. It's, I, I love that statistic. And when Tilda reported that first, I had so many people making contact saying, thanks be to God you're telling the truth about how we feel. Because everybody assumes as you get older, it's, you know, it's miserable and not everybody. But that was the general societal assumption. And, and it's why not. is that then? I mean, you're in charge of this study. It's an amazing yeah. study, huge yeah. study. Why is why do people get happier as they get older? Well, first of all, we're not as bothered by nonsense and stressed <laughs> by nonsense. You know, you yeah. really, you know, you're you're all singing pretty much from the same hymn sheet. We accrue. And Mary talked about beautifully. She put beautifully the different journeys of life, the different stages of life. That's exactly what happens. We accrue wisdom, and with wisdom comes a certain comfort zone. Um, I I think that. Uh, they're the main reasons and that's why we should absolutely embrace ageing but but be prepared to share that wisdom and to assume that wisdom. So intergenerational friendships are something we don't encourage enough and 
I, I, I've, I have a few younger friends and I get so much from them. It just gives you so much more pleasure. Mary was talking about the social isolation. If you get into your 80s and you're losing your friend circle. But if you have friends from different age groups, yeah. that won't be the case. Because loneliness can be It's so dreadful. toxic to the yeah. system. It's so yeah. toxic. It's toxic at a biological and biochemical level. And actually, you're, you're, it, it can trigger, you know, diseases like dementia. So loneliness is toxic. We have to do something at a societal level as individuals, if you can. But I struggle with this a little bit, because if you're a lonely person, by definition, how do you get out of that toxic loneliness? Because you don't have the friends and it's difficult for you to reach out. So if at all possible, we should start reaching out. And, you know, we know even in young people, 87% experience loneliness at some stage. Mm -hmm. If you reach out, the, it's very probable the person you're reaching out to is actually lonely themselves and would be delighted that you've made the effort. So, so I'm conscious if someone is listening this mm. morning and they are lonely, mm. your advice is? Reach out. Oh, yeah. Because who you reach out to will be experiencing the same thing. Make an effort to to look what's happening in your community and what can you join. I'm, I'm not lonely, but I joined mm. a choir the other night because I keep talking about how important all of this is. And I'm doing none of it myself except for <laughs> exercise and food. Mm -hmm. So I joined a choir the other night and that's the sort of thing. And, and Do you know what, Miriam? I'd have preferred to give a lecture to a thousand people <laughs> than have the singing test that I had to have and then sit down thinking, oh my God, I really need to work on on this. So, so, but it'll be good for me. It's a fantastic additional addi addition to my life. And, and that's mm. what I, I, I think we need to do. We need to mo do more of that. Reach out. Mm. And Mary, you also spoke to that great actress, Breedney Nocton, because some people just yeah. love to keep working, don't they? Mm. Well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Look at me. Um, I mean, uh, the, the whole notion of uh, retirement and the retirement age is something mm. that I have spoken about in the past. They say that, you know, age is just a number and mm. we're all singing off that hymn sheet. But um, I think somebody needs to tell some of the um, the, the employers and the uh, state agencies that that's the case. And um, because like, there's, there's actually a lovely quote that I have used on occasion um, in, in circumstances. And, and it's by uh, it's by this lady, Diana Cooper. She was a socialite in the, in the early 20th century. And this is it. It's first you are young, then you are middle-aged, then you are old, now you are wonderful. Mm -hmm. And that's really what I was saying earlier on about we assimilate all of, all of what we live. And that we still have that to offer mm. to a workplace, to an environment. And Breedney Nyachtan is a very good example of that. I saw her recently in Joyce's Women and um, she's about the same age as me and she just is powerful. Mm. Um, and she, she says during the course of the programme that people fail to realise that it's just as Roseanne said, that we we live very full lives, that we are particularly women. She was talking about women and that when uh, when it's a question of casting, uh, it's important to realise that the, the the more mature people have so much to offer as to younger people with all of their energy and enthusiasm. But, you know, we 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 shouldn't lose sight of that. It is Absolutely. so, so important. Mm. 
Lovely text coming in. Roseanne Kenny, she's just the ticket. No waffle, plain speaking, a breath of fresh air on radio. Um, Dr. Eva Canavan says, fascinating, uplifting conversation, Miriam. I'm only 46, but because both of my parents have died relatively young, really unfortunate deaths due to ill health, I've always felt destined for a similar trajectory. Heartening to hear the 80-20 statistic, which uh-huh. is mm-hmm. a great one. Um, and another just says, oh, Pat goes, whatever happened to eat, drink and be merry for tomorrow we may die. I, for one, will not be spending time standing on one leg. I'll take my chances standing on two. But Miriam, um, one of the other things that came out of uh, speaking with Roseanne was the fact that Ireland is the, the has the highest life expectancy um, in the EU at the moment. It's 81 uh, mm. years of age for men and 84 for women. Isn't that right, Roseanne? Yes, that's and, the current you know, data. That's wonderful. Yeah. yeah, that's life expectancy at birth, but it is the highest in Europe. Yeah. But now. Yeah. So, so is our healthy perceptions the highest in Europe. You know, we, mm. we perceive ourselves as being healthy, which is also very positive. And actually, Dr. Eva Canavan's text was a different one. That was from Claire in Dublin by loving the 80-20 statistic. Eva Canavan said, Miriam, this conversation is music to my, to my ears. Small, simple changes done consistently make big differences. Mm-hmm. Whole food, plant-based movement, social mm-hmm. connections are so important and delighted to hear them being discussed this morning. That's from Dr. Eva Canavan. And you know, the, the eat, drink and be merry bit, is, we're, we're talking about being merry <laughs> as well. Mm. Yes, we are. <laughs> yeah, and Pat, so don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> Elaine goes, what would Roseanne advice for older people who have been very isolated during COVID and fear Mm. coming back out into society. I think this is an important one. Having a will to live is compromised by fear of re-engaging but also physical decline as a result of isolation. COVID has had a hugely negative impact on the health of older people even if they never got COVID from Elaine. That's really important. Oh, oh, you know what? So many people have observed individuals because of that social isolation, actually appearing frail. People they hadn't seen for two years saw after COVID and they said, what, they've said, my goodness, that person seemed to become so frail. That's a measure of how toxic loneliness is. We did a COVID wave in Tilda and Dr. Mark Ward led this and showed that loneliness increased threefold in Ireland during during Tilda. So it is a big issue. And I, and I, and First of all, uh, I think that if if you are still in that bubble and finding it really hard to break it out again and meet people and engage, there, try to find one person that mm. you can link in with and identify one activity that you can do with that person together that you can both join something, anything that 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 you think you would enjoy, and honestly, that will be. The, the release for you and you'll find each next step thereafter easier. Well, look, Professor Roseanne Kenny, you are a genius on this. Mary Kennedy, brilliant documentary. It's called Mary Kennedy, Fod Sale. It'll be broadcast on TG Cahar at 9.30pm on next Wednesday. Thank you both so much for chatting to us. And actually for anyone, Roseanne, you've an amazing book called Age Proof, The New Science of Living a Longer and Healthier Life by you, Professor Roseanne Kenny. You're going around loads of festivals, even in England, the Hay Festival. Well worth reading this. Just saying that to my listeners. Bye, Roseanne. (laughs) Thanks so much. We'll take a break.